Welcome back to another episode of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Join Grace and her guest of the week as they discuss lessons learned in the industry and explore unique insights into ethical growth. Hello and welcome back to Dentistry's Growing with Grace. I am very honored to have a dear friend with me today, Joanne Tanner. Joanne, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Grace. My pleasure. So, Joanne, tell our dental friends and family a little bit about you and your background and and what you do in dentistry. Well, I've been in the dental field many years, Grace. Uh, It started when I joined the Navy as a dental hygienist. I knew there was life outside Detroit, and the Navy recruiter got a hold of me. After being trained on the job as a dental hygienist, I Uh, After being stationed in Naples, Italy and Oakland, California, I decided to pursue my RDA. Then I received my bachelor's in business. And then eventually in the early 90s, I did get a master's in business. So I truly have a passion for dentistry. I even produced a dentist. Yes, my youngest son is a dentist. (laughs) It's my my life. You literally made a dentist. Exactly. So I, I... enjoy working with dental teams because I appreciate and understand the back office. I really know my way around the front. So together we decide what's working in the practice and where we have some opportunities to possibly improve. I love it. Well, thank you. I know we've worked with a lot of doctors, you know, we've worked together, um, a few times and it's always been a great experience. And from what I've seen, the people that have worked with you, um, they really rely on you. Like they don't, they end up not really doing anything until they talk to you. And Mm -hmm. I think you just have a way of helping to facilitate decision-making in a way that it really empowers the owner and, Mm -hmm. and challenges them to make the right decisions for them, which I think is fantastic. Um, Today, we've got an interesting topic. It's very topical. It's right now, it's, it's July. We're going into August, 2020 right now. So it might be a couple of weeks before this goes out, but we're going to be talking about the fall hygiene schedule and, and the dip, right? It's, it's funny because since March, I've been talking about this dip, like since it first happened, I've been talking, okay, we're going to see a spike and then a dip. And now I'm excited to see the, not excited to see the data support that because no one wants to see a dip, but I'm realizing, okay, that wasn't just a gut feeling. There's actual indicators that show that this is going to be something we face in the near future. Yes. What, what are your concerns about the fall hygiene schedule? We need to be proactive because as you predicted, we closed down middle of March. So that means the second half of September, all of October, and maybe a good portion of November, depending upon when they reopened, is empty. I've talked to dentists all across the country. They're used to seeing 200 plus hygiene patients a month. We looked ahead, they have less than 50 scheduled. So it's not too late. When a patient comes in this week, we need to look at the benefits in advance to see, and it is plant specific, Grace, Are they able to have two hygiene visits in a calendar year, or does it have to be every six months? Because Mm. the patient came in just a few days ago, we were putting them in January. But no, 
find out this could very well have been their first hygiene visit this year and put them in October and then tell the patient we're going to use up their two free cleanings this year, then we'll get them on a six month plan. So that's one strategy on what to do. The other challenge in this looming storm that you predicted, this cloud overseeing, there was a surge in June and we had record production with most of our clients. So some offices might feel a little complacent or they're not too worried. They're feeling pretty happy. So we do need to be proactive. So yes, working on the hygiene patients that are coming in, let's look at the patients that are past due all the preventative maintenance patients, the 4910s, because if I bring them in in October, we'll bring them now in, in August, I'll bring them back in three months. I can tell you from my own personal experience, you know, what's been very challenging for me in my business. So I talked to, as you know, Dennis, about their marketing, about their growth plans, their new patient acquisition and everything. And because we're dealing with the backlog still, we're, we're in late July going into August, we're dealing, we're still working through our backlog. And what is happening is there is so much stress and hecticness around running the practice right now. A lot of people are understaffed. A lot of people are, are working through a backlog. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's concerning for me is I'm trying to get them to think about marketing now for those slower months. And I'm, I've got all these great ideas, but no one has the time of day to get on the phone right now because they're, they're exhausted. And I feel for them. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing similar situations? Yes, uh, I am. In fact, I talked to a doctor yesterday. He's proud because he's been more proactive. But unfortunately, as you mentioned, most are not. So you can't take that pedal off the marketing. It's a constant, constant approach, both internal and external. You see, Grace, you and your team get the phone to initially ring, then it's up to the dental team to get those secondary referrals. In addition, we want to work on the patient activation. So I'd like to give the listeners another suggestion. When you look at your dental analytics, and it gives you the patients that have been lost, maybe they're 18 plus months past due, send them a welcome back special. Okay, not the dollar dental exam. That's not our target market. Something high quality, yet high touch, to bring them back in the door. They've already met you. They already know and trust you. They've simply become busy or distant in the last year or so. That's excellent. So what's an example? What would you recommend? Possibly, uh, welcome back to our practice. We've missed you. Upon completion of your next preventative hygiene visit, you'll receive a complimentary take-home teeth whitening or a water pick. You see, not everybody's a candidate or want whitening. Mm -hmm. So give them something of value. So let's, let's bring them in. And during this time, let's give them a gift. Let's appreciate them. Let's go a little bit further than our usual amazing service that we already provide. So um, in, in looking at this, oh my goodness, this next question is excellent. So tracking case acceptance has been difficult lately. Mm. Uh, tracking anything has been difficult lately. It's, 
a different environment. What do you recommend for people? Well, I remember when I first got into private practice, uh, I was the first Dentrix user, by the way, in Sacramento in the late 80s. Yes, I've been in dentistry since BC before computers. <laughs> and so with Dentrix, and it's an awesome program, but the problem is it gives me lists and papers and trying to manage the paper is very difficult. And I hear stories from doctors that they wonder, did you ever call Mrs. Jones about that bridge or the veneers or the implant? So we've been partnering with Dental Intel and I know you're very familiar with it. They have made the analytics and the tracking amazingly easy. There's an automatic follow-up feature that if a patient cancels and does not reschedule, it creates a follow-up. If a patient comes in today and doesn't leave with their next appointment, it creates a follow-up for me. But to answer your question, Grace, case acceptance. I've created Excel spreadsheets. I've tried every kind of form. Finally, again, thanks to Dental Intel, and there's other analytics, but this one did make it easy for me because as a practice is growing, as you help with, when I get a new associate, how do I know if they're being too aggressive or too conservative or aligned with my senior doctor? This allows us to track all of that as well as the acceptance. That's important. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's funny. So we have our own marketing analytics that we look at. We look at traffic, we look at click-throughs. And I'm not trying to change the subject, but I just wanna make a point here. Um, just because we send the data does not mean that the doctor actually, or owner actually takes the time to mm -hmm. interpret the data, create action, mm -hmm. actionable items from that data. Um, have you seen that as well, that sometimes people have this information at their fingertips, but they really need someone, and I think this is how you help a lot of people as well, Joanne, they need someone to help them um, with accountability and with implementation of the data. Now that we have it, what are we going to do with it? What do we do with it, and what does it mean so they don't get overwhelmed? Because in the beginning, it might be too much information and they feel like they're taking a drink of water from a water hose. And I try to break it down into bite-sized pieces for the team. So everybody, every person has a number. So it might be new patients here. It could be hygiene patients, accounts receivables. So everyone feels part of the process. This is very traction. This is very traction-esque. I feel like we read the same books and we talk to the same people. You got, you got your book? Yes. <laughs> Best book. Try that one. So tra for our listeners who aren't watching, Joanne just held up the book Traction by Gino Wickman, which is one of my favorite business books. And it is very challenging on your own to get mm -hmm. to the point where everyone on your team has a number. It sounds simple. But I'm telling you, as a business owner who has worked through this process, it is not simple. Well, it will be made simple. You may not realize that I'm an EOS implementer. I had no idea. So I can help your teams get the right people in the right seats. Oh my goodness, Joanne. I did not know that you were an implementer. See, I just picked that up based on one thing you said. I'm kind of proud. It truly applies to dentistry. 
In other words, it's not about the clinical skills. We're not in the dental business. Yes, they go to dental school, but we're actually in the patient satisfaction business. When I guest lecture at the dental schools, my opening line to the students are, your professor, they don't want to hear what I'm about to tell you. And I look around. Someday, <laughs> the dentistry, it's going to become the easier part of your day. It's not about margins. Oh, wait, it is. It's a different kind of margin you haven't learned about yet. Yep. A little dental CPA humor. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that. I feel like your skills and your training, Joanne, are like the intersection of people, team, process, and data. You bring it all together. And I've, I've spent some time with you and I know how, how do I put this? You're, you're a dental person, like you're detail oriented. You understand how, how they think and you're able to bring it all together, which I just love. Um, so you can help train them in case acceptance and you can help train the treatment coordinators and train the team members. What are, what are the areas in a practice that you really focus on? As you mentioned, a, a number of things. One of the basics that I want the doctors to do, and yes, the clinical team, it's not just about the front when it comes to case acceptance. I want the hygienist to compliment the patient when they see them today on the crown or the restoration that doctor did last time. Because it seems like we're always pointing out negative things. Let's give our dentist an girl or an boy about, wow, that crown doctor looks awesome. Then doctors, I'm gonna slow down and give you some homework. When today you're placing the last crown or you're doing the last restoration, it's their last operative visit, L-O-V. I want you to write that down somewhere so you remember to tell your patient, Grace, this crown and the restorations looks fantastic. And I want to help you get as many years out of them as possible. How does that sound? She says, sure, doctor. That means you work on your home care. I know you, you got the new water pick. And you and I are going to see each other every six months. Now, don't stop there, doctor, and say, do you have your next appointment? You should know. It's on your dental Intel dashboard or in your practice management software. You should say, and I see you have your next appointment for November 3rd at 3 p.m. So it reinforced, in other words, it's not just a cleaning. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak to this from a patient level. I, I feel, I truly feel bad for any dentist that treats me because I spend my days talking to advisors and consultants <laughs> on the ideals of how it should be. So I walk into the dental practice and I'm like, hmm? they should have done this, 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 and this. I don't project that. And, and actually my dentist is fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. Luckily. Um, <clears throat> but as a patient, it really does make a difference. And this is the difference between having patients needing a hundred new patients a month because you've got so much loss in the practice mm -hmm. that you're trying to recuperate for. And and needing only, you know, 20 new patients a month, something that's more manageable, more realistic. And it's a very different way to approach it. And it's important, it's important. The hard part is, and, and this is for our listeners, 
the hard part is making time to work on your business. Mm -hmm. Have you allowed yourself the freedom to say, this is my business day. And, and this is when I'm going to look at the numbers. And this is when I'm going to work with, with Joanne or talk to people like Grace. This is my dedicated time to work on the business. Do you think, do you agree with that, Joanne? Is that something that you see that's missing too much? It really is missing. I hear from practices that they schedule a half a day once a month. And I would rather you dedicate one hour every week We've all been in school. We all work off of deadlines. If I give somebody 30 days to do a book report, they go to the library on day 25. All right, some of you might go on day three. But day 29. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to take a little bit every week, create awareness, step on the scale every day. And mind you, I use that analogy with numbers, but it's not only about numbers. It's about the process. It's about the people, as you mentioned. By the way, Grace, it gives me a great idea for another webinar. We're going to do EOS for DDS. Oh, hey. I love that. We'll be developing that. I want to give the, the team another idea what to do about their fall schedule. Oh, and I want, to, I want to explain really quick. EOS, if you're not familiar with Traction by Gino Wickman, EOS is Entrepreneurial Operating System. And that's what the, the process of running your business with that framework of the book traction. So it's all related. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're excited about that. I'm I love it. So with so many people losing their jobs or have been on unemployment, they've also lost their benefits. And it's good business. We always make decisions or recommendations. Is it good dental health? It, first of all, is it good for our patients? And having an in-office membership plan kind of like having a gym membership for your smile because it keeps the patients coming in regularly and it's coming back to your practice. So Grace, I'd like to offer a couple of ideas for your listeners. I've given them a few verbal skills and I know I talk quickly. Reach out to Grace and I will send them my complimentary verbal skills, the audio file. All right, back in the day, it used to be on cassette tape. I upgraded to CDs, and so now we can email you the link to the audio file. Because with your team, you want to customize it. All right, find out what works best. Take one or two each week during those weekly meetings, as you said. We call them level 10s, yes, because we want to measure, therefore manage all the aspects of the business. Again, not just about the front office. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joanne. And if there's, there are likely people out there going, mm, I think it could really benefit from working with Joanne. How can they get in touch with you? Please visit my website, joannetanner.com. It's J-O-A-N-N-E-T-A-N-N-E-R.com. Um, also, I'd like to offer, if they do have the, one of the top three dental softwares, Dentrix, EagleSoft, and Open Dental. I can do a complimentary practice growth report to tell you some of the areas where there might be some opportunity, absolutely no obligation. This is the time that Grace and I are going above and beyond for helping all of our dental friends. Absolutely. Always, always everything we can do. So reach out to Joanne or myself, however we can help you. Um, I hope that this information is helpful and that you're able to walk away with this information and, and make an action 
take some action to improve your practice and improve your life. Joanne, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Grace. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And for those of you that follow, please join our Facebook group. We're going to be changing our name from Dental Marketing with Grace to Dentistry's Growing with Grace. And I will see you there. Thank you. Thank you.